Welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. All right, hello everyone. I'm Amelia. This is Joellen, my amazing mother. Hi. She just flew in from Colorado, fresh off the plane. It was a little bumpy today. It was a little bumpy. Um, so tonight we are talking about rider position. So we're gonna talk about the five most common rider position faults and what they do to your horse, what problems they can cause with your horse. A lot of your training problems and issues are because of your rider position. <laughs> Joellen is a rider and a teacher as well. So. And it is true. I mean, I worked on a woman today and she had flat thumbs and she'd get really tense and tight and I had to like get her to use the tent. Like you've got to put, and it was so amazing. Every time her horse got upset, I'd look at her thumbs and they were like squeezing like that. Yeah. So if you're tense and braced in your arms, your horse is going to be tense and braced in their arms. So also, a quick reminder that our Rider Position Masterclass is only open until Saturday. So the doors close on Saturday. We've had a lot of people sign up already, which is really fun. I'm so excited for all of you guys that are a part of the Masterclass. We are really looking forward to working with you. And if you sign up today, you get a free workshop on Halt. So check out in the description above or below, and um, you can sign up for the Masterclass there. So... I wanted to start off today, we have a question from one of our Patreon supporters, which has to do with hands. So we're gonna start off the conversation with hands. Um, she says, I did my first show and the photographer caught my hands in all sorts of positions, including the dreaded piano hands. I made a conscious effort to keep my thumbs up, but my horse is very green and kind of all over the place. How do you alter pressure on the reins without pulling your hands into your stomach or bending your wrists into unattractive positions? He wasn't changing so much as to need to collect the reins more, just enough that I was trying to make the changes through my fingers and wrists. Thanks, Amelia. Do you have any suggestions, Joellen? Well, yeah, I, um, I really believe that exercise where you take your hands and you put them against a wall and you have a little forward feeling in your oh, hands, but they have to be steady. And then your first aid is your fingers. Your second aid is your wrist. And, but your hand still has this forward feeling. And it's funny when you ride enough to start feeling that you're like, wow, oh, that's what a forward feeling hand is. And then, oh, my, my horse can feel my fingers. So that's my advice on hands. Yes. Good. Wait, oh, wait, God. I have one more. My, oh, gosh. <laughs> you <laughs> have to, like, really get your shoulder blades down and, and make your core move with your horse so that your arms can, like, be steady. I think sometimes you, if you watch yourself in a video, you will see how much your hands move, and you'll see the ring on the bit move. And so then you're like... 
Dang. Now I have lots of writer position issues. So I'm talking about myself too, because I'm like, oh my gosh, my hands, I need to really fix my hands. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think like when you have a younger, more green horse, sometimes you do have to move your hands a little bit more yeah. um, than on an older horse. And like your goal is as you train the horse that you get like more refined with your aids. Um, but that takes time and just practice to get there. And then it's also important to remember, like, like I, I did, I showed you guys the rider position scale that your hands are at the top. So like your hands are kind of the last thing you want to think about. You really want to think about your seat and your legs first, and then your hands after that. So good. I don't know why we can't like, we can't see any comments on Facebook. I'm sorry. If you have any comments, maybe you can pull it up on your phone, but we can't see anyone's okay. comments. We can see you guys on YouTube if you guys on YouTube have any comments. I don't know why. Um, okay, so the, that's a question from our Patreon. We have a few new supporters on Patreon, so thank you, Paula, Christine, Lorianne, Tanya, Sherry, and Tara. Um, so let's get to the top five rider position faults. The first one is unsteady hands, and we were just talking about that. So when your hands are unsteady, it can cause your horse to be above the bit and to be braced or stiff in the neck. Um, but like I mentioned, a lot of times if your hands are unsteady, like if I have people say that their hands are bouncing in the trot or they can't establish a steady contact, I always look at their seat and what is their seat doing? Because if your seat gets more connected to the horse, then that's going to make your hands steadier. And then also remember that when you're sitting, like your elbows need to move, like your elbows need to be able to bend and follow um as you're sitting can you see people's comments yes i can oh, see good. facebook comments and those are the oh, perfect youtube yeah. comments hello everyone so on facebook em. if you guys have any questions for us um let us know and we will try to answer them on the session about rider position but wait jc wendell just sent you 200 stars i don't oh, know exactly what that stars. is or how that works that but thank you so much oh i think maybe we can't do facebook comments because it's like an event. I set it up differently. Sorry. <laughs> okay. The next most common rider position fault is looking down. I was surprised. Like I thought, I thought I was the only one that looked down, but apparently we all look down. So, um, what is what does looking down cause in your horse? It causes your horse to go on the forehand, like put it just, it's just enough to get you to lean forward and then your horse goes on the forehand. Yeah. It also causes you to not go where you're supposed to go, which if you've ever taken a lesson from my husband, yeah, you will get yelled at if you look down. So definitely like looking up and knowing where you're going, especially if you are um, in a test or in a show the judges are really picky about accuracy. 
And so you have to look up and know where you're going. That's why we're doing this tonight, by the way, because we're going to a show tomorrow. So we're like, okay, we better do our Facebook Live tonight. Um, Wait, I have a comment. Okay, so while you're looking up, you can glance down. So actually the comment looking up is a misnomer. It's getting your head in the right position and pushing your chin back a little bit oh, yeah. to get the alignment right. But you can, when you're in this position and you're looking at the trees or the clouds or the buildings where you're riding, you can glance down, but you just shouldn't move your head. So yes, yeah. you get a lot of information from your horse. Look at your horse, but get your head in the right position. Yeah. Because you do want to like glance down and like see what your horse's ears are doing and see where their attention is, but you don't want to stare down at your horse and you want to be aware of like your surroundings and what's going on around you um it also we talked about in the webinar on sunday if you missed it you should watch the webinar it's only available till saturday so you want to watch it before then but um when you rely on visual like to see what your horse is doing it's actually slower to get to your brain so if you can start to feel what your horse is doing under you instead of looking at your horse you're going to be able to react quicker and your aids are going to be more precise and more effective as well so that's really important thing to consider is that looking up and feeling your horse another exercise that i really like that helps you feel more is to close your eyes just try like riding around or even just right now close your eyes and you're gonna feel like more in your belly, like in your seat if you close your eyes because something like 70% of our brain is wired to visual stimulus. And when we ride, you wanna, you have to rely some on visual stimulus for where you're going, but not all. So, and even like um, Joan has a student that's legally blind, she yes. can ride. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that's yeah. cool about riding, you can, ride hi katie that's katie <laughs> it's incredible her amount of determination and spirit and she goes to shows and she rides and we try to figure out the serpentines and find all sorts of markers but it she rides by feel a little bit more yeah which we all should do more of we all should ride more through feel Okay, the third most common rider position fault, these aren't really in any scientific order, is gripping and tensing. So yes, a lot of a lot of us do this. Why do you think we grip and tense? Because we are so determined to get our horses to do what we want. But the thing I learned about gripping and tensing this week is that it affects your stamina. Because if you're gripping and tensing, then you're out of breath. So if you're out of breath, you need to check that you're breathing and you need to check that you're not releasing your aids. Oh, it's quote time. Oh, I think now we can see the comments, maybe. We have a quote. Oh yeah, now Here, the here's comment. the quote. We don't know who wrote these quotes, but the quote is a loud rider makes a deaf horse. I like that because when you're gripping and you're holding and you're really trying hard and you're really shouting at your horse, your horse stops listening. So you really have to release and that will help you breathe. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think like if you have a horse that's lazy or dull, you have to really remember that to take your legs off more um, rather than like keeping your legs on them all the time. It's always like that kick off, kick off, kick off. 
And then it's also important, one thing that I've learned a lot from Stephanie, I think part of why we grip is because we don't want to fall off. <laughs> and so you're like, you're yeah. gripping with your legs and those are like exactly the wrong muscles. If you're trying to grip with your inner thigh to stay on your horse, that's so wrong because it's going to pitch you forward. It's going to make you ineffective. It's also going to, if you grip with your leg, it tightens your seat and your hips. So your hips are no longer able to follow the motion of your horse. So what I learned from Stephanie and Stephanie and I did the rider position masterclass together. And what's really cool about it is that we show you exactly what muscles you should be using and then how to strengthen those muscles. Because what happens to all of us is that like you're really used to using the muscles that you like to use, like the muscles that are strong for you. And those aren't always the correct riding muscles. And so what you need to do is in your fitness routine, like you need to take care of your body, you need to exercise when you're not riding in ways that make it better for when you're riding. And so one thing that I love about the masterclass is that it really shows you like, okay, what muscles do you use to put your leg on? And it's more like your outer leg and your glute med that you put your leg on from there as opposed to gripping with your inner thighs. And that also is what keeps you stable in the saddle so that you're not going to fall off. So it's really important that you understand like the biomechanics of our body and our horse's body and what are the correct muscles. Brian is over in the chat and he's saying, yes, gripping makes you bounce. <laughs> and that that's right. It's in a way it disconnects you from your horse and it disconnects your seat. So if you, you've got to relax after the aid. Yeah. But, and it's also, I think gripping and tensing comes, can come from fear too. Like we all do that when mm -hmm. we get nervous, mm -hmm. the first thing you do is like tip forward and clutch onto your horse. And um, so it's it's a little bit reprogramming your brain to like when you when you get tense, say like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like tighten up and pitch forward. I'm going to really like you know sit in, wrap my legs around my horse, and and that's helpful. I have this challenge on relaxing when you canter, and I've been doing this a lot recently on my great horse. Is you canter. And then I actually just relax my whole body and let my legs off. And I'm like, oh, that feels so different. So <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, I must be really gripping because when I relax, it's just such a different feeling. So when you're cantering along and you're safe, really relax and, and just experiment with going back. Here's really relaxed. Oh, what do I really need to ride this horse in the canter? Yeah, that's a good one. It's kind of like you have to go to like the minimum viable product that doesn't really work, but like you have to just like be willing to let it fall apart. Like say, okay, I'm going to just relax my leg, do as little as possible. And if it falls apart, like if your horse breaks or they stop going or they put their head up or whatever, then they're not in self carriage. And so you need to like, um, get them there and then relax again. But um, I see that a lot with riders that struggle with stamina. Again, it's because of this gripping and tensing. Like I've been working, I have a student and she's like super fit and she works out all the time and she's super strong and she like gets tired and it's like, you don't need to be stronger. You need to like figure out how to like give an aid, 
and relax and then give an aid and a relax so that you're actually more effective. And a lot of riding is using like smaller muscles and um, having more refinement in how you use your body as opposed to like giant muscles. So to ride well, you don't need to be like a bodybuilder. Like you don't need to have like huge biceps and like shoulders and butt and quads. Like it's more like the smaller muscles and it's a balance of flexibility and strength that you need to have to ride well. And so, um, our two like kind of sayings are workout to ride better. And then I also said that Pilates is for riders, what dressage is for horses, because in the masterclass, we include Pilates sessions and there's so many similarities because Pilates is all about precision and alignment mm -hmm. and flexibility and strength. And that's really what we want with our horses. So if you sign up for the masterclass, you will get, I think it's three Pilates sessions. And then if you sign up for premium support, we're doing live Pilates sessions with Stephanie. So I'm really looking forward to that. I have to say, I get like the preview and the course is amazing because it really talks to you about what muscles you need when you ride your horse and what you need to strengthen to ride your horse better. And I'm kind of a fitness junkie and I've worked out all my life. And these are different exercises that really emphasize what I need in the saddle. And it's made me think, I've even changed how I'm sleeping. Uh, so it's a really good course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, you only ride for what, maybe like an hour a day. Um, and so then what are you doing the rest of those 23 hours a day? Because it all affects your riding. Like I, we, I got a standing up desk. So we're both standing up here <laughs> at our desk because it's really like bad to sit all day. And also your posture, like part of what the judge actually scores you on is your posture. And so you need to be thinking about your posture all the time, not just when you're in the saddle. I saw one of our students today who's in the class and she said she went out to muck the stalls and she was like, I am so uncoordinated the other way. She said, I had no idea that that's affecting my horse's straightness yeah. and it's so obvious mucking stalls. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. cause we want our horses to be straight. Like we have to be straight and we have to yeah. be symmetrical and we all have asymmetries. Like you may have had an old injury or, you know, something that has caused an asymmetry in your body and so it's really important that you address those issues out of the saddle and that's really what the master class is about it's like here's what your body needs to do in the saddle and then here's what you can do out of the saddle to help with that and like for me like i got bucked off and broke my collarbone and my ribs a few years ago like two weeks after I got married, my poor husband. Yeah, I have mine. Oh yeah, there's, she there's broke her mine. collarbone. I think it's like a pretty common rider, <laughs> rider injury. injury. Yeah. But the problem yeah. is, after you break your collarbone, your whole shoulder like is collapsed yeah. forward. Yeah. And if in like. if your trainer's <sighs> telling you like, which happened to me, my trainer's like, your left shoulder, your left shoulder, and I was like, I don't care about my left shoulder. Like I'm trying to ride my horse and do a left pirouette. Like I can't think about that. And it wasn't until I started working with Stephanie and a physical therapist and out of the saddle was like, okay, here's exercises that's going to help you to fix your shoulder. 
so that when I was in the saddle, I at least had the muscle memory of like, okay, brain to that muscle so that I could pull my left shoulder back. So it's really, it's really important. And also I think just for your overall quality of life, like there's a quote that's like, take care of your body. It's the only home you have to live in. And that's so true. Like if you don't have your health and your body, you can't do anything. So it's, it's not only for riding, which I think is my motivation. Like I want to ride better, <laughs> but it's also just about the yeah. quality of your life, which is super important. Yeah. So, okay. Hello everyone. If you're watching on YouTube, you have comments. So good to oh, see all of you guys. Let me know on, on YouTube and on Facebook. Oh yeah, we have. Okay. So let us know so far, what is your, um, most biggest rider position fault so far we have unsteady hands looking down gripping or tensing the next one number four is bouncing in the saddle so bouncing in the saddle i think a lot of it comes from this illusion of stillness what i mean yeah. by that is yeah. when you watch a really good rider like stefan <laughs> peters for example he was at the show a few weeks ago and it was so inspiring. Joellen and I were sitting there watching him warm up. And it's like, it's just like magic yeah. to yeah. watch him yeah. warm up. And so we're watching him warm up and he looks still like he's on Soup and Casper. It looks like he's not moving at all. But the reality of it is he's moving a lot, but he's moving in perfect harmony with his horse. So if you really focus like on his hips and his elbows and his ankles and they're all absorbing that motion so um i think one interesting thing um i think as a amateur behind amelia joseph <laughs> you i tried to be really still there was a whole phase i went through where i tried to be really still and i was because that's what people tell you and it's what you you think you're looking at but you actually have to move a whole lot and breathe you're right donna you have to do that with your horse but what i was gonna say is i have video of stefan on my phone and i'll post it on facebook tonight of some of so you can look at his rider position because he's so solid but if you look at Stefan and you look at Edward Gall, their feet are moving like crazy. And we try a lot to like still our feet all the time, but sometimes you have to look at them and go, oh, they're kind of absorbing the motion in the sitting trot. And you can, I, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's really true. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so no bouncing. You have to move more if you don't want to bounce. Okay, the fifth common thing is chair seat, which I don't, yeah, I don't know if I was debating, like, is it chair seat or is it leaning forward? Because I think it's like either you do one or the other. And we should do a survey on the club and see if it's more chair seat or leaning forward. I think I actually do both. I think I'm in a yeah. little bit of a chair seat and then I get scared and I lean forward. Perfect. <laughs> There's some video of me riding Mercurio and the transitions. Now, I only get to ride the horse and they start filming immediately. So I'm just brand new to this horse. So I'm riding Mercurio. He's a wonderful horse. And my transitions are like, like leaning and out of balance because I can't figure out his transitions. So I have a little bit of both. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I th- so I think if you're in a chair seat, what are some things that we can do to help people? The problem with a chair seat is one that you're not going to be able to absorb the motion of your horse. So like if you're not in the correct alignment, you can't sit the trot and you can't canter correctly. And so you're going to be like bouncing. The other problem with the chair seat is it makes your legs ineffective because your lower legs are basically up by their shoulders, which means that you can't put your like leg, you can't get your leg on the horse. Um, so that's the two main reasons why your chair seat is bad. And then how to fix it. Um, I think the tennis ball behind your knee picture. So you need to kind of engage your hamstrings when you're riding to keep your lower leg more underneath of you. Um, I found that that really is a good hint that helps you put your calf on your horse. Because my teacher was always like, put your calf on your horse. And I'm like trying and I'm trying to put my heel down. And I'm like, but as soon as I put the imaginary tennis ball behind my knee, I was like, oh, I can feel the horse. Yeah. about yeah because if if you're in a chair seat then your your lower leg is basically like on the girth like your lower leg is kicking on the girth and your horse can't feel that um so so yeah it's it's not a good thing sometimes saddles can put you in a chair seat so you might have to really look at how your saddle places your leg if your saddle kind of tips you too far back or if the knee roll isn't really positioned right, it can cause you to go into a chair seat. Um, A really good tip to know if your leg is in the correct position is to actually look, like when you're riding, look at your leg, and you should not be able to see your foot out in front of your knee. So if you look down at your leg and you can see your whole foot, then you're in a chair seat. Um, Basically, it should be like your toes should be right underneath of your knee. And I want to say this also has to do with your hip, that you've got to open up that hip flexor. And because we sit most of the time and we drive and I just got off a two-hour flight, that hip flexor gets tight. So you really have to stretch your hip flexor so you can open up your hip. Yeah. And there's a cool on the in the saddle exercise on your hip in the course. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. There's like pretty much in the master class, we go through every aspect of your position. We start with basics, then we go to your seat, legs, and then last thing is your hands. Because a lot of times you're going to find, we started this talk tonight with your hands, but that's really the wrong place to start with your rider position. You want to start with your seat, then your legs, and then your hands. And, And also when you ride, like 70% of your energy goes to your seat, about 20% to your legs, and about 10% to your hands, which is completely backwards from everything else that you do in your life, which is all about your hands. Oh, yeah, and Joellen's showing us we got these awesome stickers made. Those are really cool. He hasn't seen them yet. Yeah. They're really cool. (laughs) So everyone that... um, is in the master class we'll get some stickers <laughs> and then we're also sending out therabands because the therabands you will need yeah. for the exercises if you've already signed up um you should be getting them i think they mailed out already uh everybody who was in the class as of this morning your letters in the mail awesome so yeah, yeah you'll get your therabands soon and um yeah but like exercising and working out in 
like I always like to work out so that I can ride better and if I do too much and get myself too sore then I can't ride the next day so it's really about finding specific exercises that you can do to improve your symmetry and your strength and your body awareness just like being aware of your body and your proprioception is a huge part to being able to ride better so um yeah i was i was telling joellen earlier i was working with a student and she was like well i thought that my position was fine like i really didn't think that i needed to work on my position at all and then she got a new horse and the horse had been doing really well with a previous like professional right the horse was winning everything and now with her you know the horse isn't winning anymore and that goes back to your rider position and like if you want to ride better if you want your horse to do better you have to improve your position so that your aids can be more refined and more accurate and that you can communicate with better with your horse and also i mean in a very simple level you're going to feel so much safer and more secure in the saddle when your position is incorrect is correct <laughs> and when you are able to control your body like out of the saddle like if you're strong and fit and you get in the saddle you're going to have so you're going to have so much more confidence yeah. and security yeah. than you know if you get on and you're like well I haven't worked out in two years and all I do is sit at my desk all the time. Like that's not good. Linda has a question in the chat. Is the masterclass for advanced writers or do beginners find it helpful too? It's for both. So um, if you're a beginner writer, absolutely. Because we go through like really in detail, like here's exactly what um, you need to be thinking about. Like when you get on your horse, what's the first thing you need to do? Like, and everything from like, how to get your stirrup length right, how to hold a whip in your hand, how to hold the reins, how to have the proper alignment. Um, that's where we start is with those basics. And then we move up into like, by the end, we're talking about turning and circles and lateral work and, um, and everything. So it's for all levels of riders. Um, but what's really cool is that it also gives you like probably you only get to ride. Most of you guys, I did a survey, most of you guys ride three to four days a week. So what yeah. are you doing the rest of the time so that you can expedite improving in your riding and, and having these specific exercises from the course where it's really like, okay, I'm visualizing putting my leg on the horse. And we tell you like this exercise works the muscle that you need to use to put your left leg on your horse my left leg is really weak. I have a hard time putting it on my horse. And so when I'm doing that exercise, I can feel that weakness in my horse uh, or in my leg, which I'm like, okay, well, no wonder my left leg right rein connection is horrible because my left leg is super weak. And so it's about developing that symmetry and that awareness in your body. But yeah, the masterclass is for all levels. If you're an advanced rider, guess what? You're still working on improving your position. Yeah. So like I rode Harvey yesterday and I'm checking in like, okay, what's my seat doing? What are my legs doing? How can I make my aids even more refined? Like we've been around Stefan Peters a lot. He's always tweaking his legs, yeah. fixing his position. I always tell him, yeah, yeah. If I watch Stefan Peters ride in the warm up because I got to sit and watch him for a while, He'll take his right leg off the horse, turn his femur in, and put it back on the horse. And you can see him to this day do that in warm-ups. 
and he's fixing his rider position. So yes, it's, I think I'm kind of an advanced beginner because I started writing when I was 47. So Linda, I think the thing about being lucky and having Amelia and Joseph and the classes in my life is it is it it, it, it radically jumpstarts my ability to learn because I have an intellectual view of what we're doing and I've got more muscle control because I've had to do these exercises. So for me, it's been invaluable to speed up my learning because I only have 20 more years left. <laughs> yes, um, Joellen has dubbed herself as an old lady athlete. Oh, yes, I work out. I guess, you know, when you go to the doctor, they look at you and they're like, oh yeah, it's okay that your knee doesn't work. And I'm like, I'm an old lady athlete. Function matters to me, you know, fix my shoulder because I have to use it. So I, I have this, when you're ready for the end, I have the Hilda gurney went quote. go for it <laughs> okay so i we were looking at a bunch of quotes on horseback riding and hilda gurney has some of the best quotes and so and i i've actually had the pleasure of watching her teach and she does speak quite forcefully to her <laughs> students and so here's one of her quotes that horse is a ferrari and you're riding him like a garbage truck so that's hilda yeah, but it, it's true. It's like, you know, horses are a lot more sensitive than we think they are, but we have to get in better control of our bodies to communicate with them because you can't talk to your horse. It's not like, okay, I need to use better words. I need to express myself. Like if you're having a problem with your husband, it's like, okay, I need to use different words. Like, how am I going to communicate this with my husband? If you're having a problem with your horse, it's like, how can I use my body differently and more effectively um, so that you're not riding your Ferrari like it's a garbage truck? Um, it's super important. That's also, you guys, why it, the truth is that like the top riders bring their horses up to their level is because of their position and because of the refinement of their age. So that's why like Charlotte Dujardin and Stefan Peters and Catherine DeFore, they're having horse after horse after horse because they ride so well. Yeah. It's like, it's a partnership. So it, part of it's the horse has to be athletic. Part of it's the rider has to be in control of their body and their position has to be really correct so that they can be effective. You said in one of your videos that your horse learns by touch. And that was really helpful to me yeah. that it's the touch of how your seat bones are in the saddle, how your leg is, where you touch them. Yeah, that was cool. So okay. anyways, um, yeah, that's it. I hope that you guys sign up for the masterclass. If you have already, we're really looking forward to working with you. Um, Joellen's going to be helping me summon premium support. So she's going to be doing like a fitness and habits section, which is, huge it's a huge part of it and your habits you know yeah. it's yeah. I think that's the hardest part of riding it, even for me like you have certain habits in your riding so you know like whatever we've gone through a lot of them like your hands are unsteady or you look down or you bounce and like how are you going to fix that habit like this summer this is your time it, you're going to be riding a lot and it's time to just be like okay I'm going to be done with that habit I'm going to fix that habit this summer and making that commitment and sticking to it and doing everything that you can do to change that, that's really what the masterclass is about. So it's like six weeks from now, 
take the master class, join the premium support, like change. you will see a difference and you will change and you'll also see a difference in your horse. Like when you start to change your position, you will see a big difference in your horse. Um, People are asking, how do you sign up? And oh, I so it's, don't know. It's Amelia Newcomb dressage.com forward slash rider position here i'll put it in um for those of you guys on youtube i will put it in the chat for you guys and we're only doing this course one time this year so this is the only time this year that we're doing the course um because we go like we really do a lot with the students to support you guys and we're going to be doing some live sessions and so that's why we're only doing it this one time of this year. So now's your chance, but the content you have lifetime access to. So you can sign up now and like if you have travel or whatever planned, um, you can watch it and go through the material when it's convenient for you. So that's really what's cool about it. But if you want to do it anytime this year, then um, now is the time to do it. So. Yeah, so we're going to a horse show tomorrow. That's why I usually do Facebook Live on Thursday. That's why we're doing it on Wednesday. And we will keep you guys updated on how the horse show goes. Yes, we'll be working. Yeah, so thank you all, guys. And thank you. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, Get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding. <laughs>